Hello, I'm Christina Glickman, and welcome to Extra Life and Style Unscripted, the podcast. This show and my energy are like Oprah's Super Soul Sunday meets Gucci Love Parade. If you love that, I think you'll love this show. We'll talk about entrepreneurship, fashion, edgy motherhood, aging, everything in between to shift your energy into greater possibility for a life unscripted. Because after all, I built this show for you, for us. Let's go. This is a Soulfire production. In this episode, I talk about just how dang difficult it is to be a mother and that we could all use a permission slip here and there to just be the mother we would like to be without the judgments, the guilt, the explanations. I mean, isn't it hard enough just keeping them alive and safe for goodness sakes? So let's make this mothering gig a bit easier on ourselves, shall we? And as always, it's going to start by getting a permission slip from no one better than ourselves. And don't forget the Extra Love Army doors are open for any new members. You can always go to my Instagram at Christina Glickman to join us and find out more about what we do in this incredibly special community or send me a DM. If you know me, I'll always respond. Also, it would mean so much to me and the show if you would subscribe and leave a review for the podcast. It's how we reach more amazing people like you. So let's get into it. Hello, my loves. Today is all about motherhood. It's no secret that my life's work is all about this title of being a mother. And I've talked to you about this before, that it took me a long time to settle into that, to not apologize for the mother that I was, that I am, that I'm becoming, and just do it my own way. And it's hard. My hope in this episode is that you are able to give yourself the grace and the permission to do this life as a mother in your own way. Life is hard enough with the constant judgments and the spotlight on how we should be mothering to make sure our kids don't end up a hot mess is downright crippling. And while this might seem crude, I always say the moment you pee on a stick and you find out you're pregnant, it is as rewarding as it is challenging. It's downright hard. I mean, the fear alone we carry as mothers that we're going to do something so life-altering to mess up our child is a daily feeling, for me anyways. And I like to call these little beauties scarring moments. Um, I use that often, and let me share what I mean by that. I like to think that literally 99% of the time, I know that's very high. I am patient, I negotiate, I listen, I'm a good mother. I can make you a very long list of the things I am not good at, but I know in my heart that I'm a good mother. Now, I'd like to make sure that I don't sound like a jerk when I say that because I'm not saying that I do it all right or I know what I'm doing. I just mean that I try really hard. No one is perfect, certainly not me, but I try really hard. So most days I'm doing it, right? Most days I am in it, I'm listening, I'm getting on the floor, I'm paying attention you know, I'm doing it. So I often think that the 1% of the time that we didn't have such great moments is the moment my child will remember forever. Not the daily love of, you know, special notes in their lunchbox with cutout PB&Js and star shapes, or, you know, showing up to every school play as the room parent with costumes in hands and, you know, working on vocab words till midnight or running to the school with a special sweater because somebody needed it. But 
Let's talk about the scarring moments like this one. Okay, so Ryder was a toddler, I think. I don't know. It gets all blurry. Does anyone else feel that way? It's like blurry to me. But I know I was pregnant with Racer. That I can be clear. And we needed to get to Ryder's Windy City soccer class because, of course, you know, like he was going to be an Olympic soccer player because it was very important, of course. But he refused to get in the car. I know you understand this. Thank goodness we were actually, though, at home because it's that kick and scream, bloody murder refusal that we've all seen. You know, a kid does it in the middle of Target and you want to die. So at least we were at home. But the reality is class started in five minutes and the 45 minutes of him running around where I could sit with my swollen feet up, you know, eating some old goldfish crackers from his snack trap was my time. Plus, I paid for that class. It ain't free. So you know where this is going. Ryder's always been a super easy kid, but this day, he was not having it. And guess what? I was not having it either. My back was killing me. I had morning, day, and night sickness. Adam was out of town on an international trip. I don't even know for how long. And you name it, I was spent. Ryder would not get in the car. So I told him he was going to go live at the neighbor's. Let me repeat myself. I told him he was going to go live at the neighbors. Now, for the record, I didn't know our neighbors. I mean, not that it matters, but we live in the city. I don't, people are not giving each other pies. I mean, if anything, I'm just happy they're not graffitiing my neighborhood here. But like, I don't know my neighbors. They didn't, he didn't know our neighbors. But I told this sweet face that he was going to live there because I'm the worst, most awful mother on the planet. Hence, scarring moment. Now, Ryder my beautiful boy, is almost 18 and brings this up maybe once a month. So we like to take these weekend coffee rides and he likes to bring it up often. We'll be talking about something and he'll say to me, hey, are you going to go give me to the neighbors? And you know what? I still get upset because I broke. I had a a low moment. And in all seriousness, I'm, I'm very grateful that I have the mental capacity and ability to, you know, not lash out in a way that is completely detrimental to our children, but it's pretty scarring to say to your kid that they're going to go live at a neighbor's. Like, who does that? But here's the reality. You know, I I kind of feel like that one moment cost me 17 and a half years of other awesome mothering moments. Um, And if that's how that works, it sucks. But um, you get my point here, which is that we try so hard to do it all right all the time. And we just can't. We are human and we are not supposed to. And guess what? More scarring moments will happen. I mean, it's how we're living. I don't know another way to say it. But who I am today, well, I would now give that woman a giant hug and say, you are doing it all. Take a breath. Skip the class. Go put Mickey Mouse on the iPad. Put your feet up and take a break. Throw a lollipop at him as well. And give yourself grace and kindness. You're a great mother. That's what I wish I would have said to myself then. And here's the thing. That story at the time carried so much shame for me. I felt horrible. And that is how we feel as mothers so often the guilt with everything from, you know, the Halloween costume isn't right to the tutors you're using for high school placement. Is it enough? Or should I really share that I'm not making my own baby food and putting it in ice cube trays? It never ends. Which is why we need to be the ones to make it end. To put in check for ourselves 
and for the other woman in our lives that we love just the same. We need to eliminate the way we cast questions and share with one another so we feel safe to try on this mothering in a way that feels right to us. Not perfect, just right. And instead of offering how we may do something, maybe we just listen, give a hug or say, wow, that sounds really hard, but you're doing a great job. Because the thing is with your child, everything is a big deal. It just is. And that's okay. I'm okay with it. I made peace with that a long time ago. You know, not making a team or, you know, it feels as epically big as the first heartbreak to being worried that they aren't walking at 13 months to being freaked out that they may be on TikTok doing an inappropriate dance. It is all big. It all counts. And let me say this again. You're doing a great job, mama. You really are. And if we could parent with as much love to our child, to ourself, they're not perfect and neither are we. And newsflash to all of us, they're going to be okay. They really are. And we're going to be okay too. So how do we keep ourselves in check as every chapter demands a new skill, right? Like just as we learn how to navigate one, another one comes up which kind of gives me a little bit of comfort because I feel like just as you figure it out a stage, the next one appears. So, you know, just as they're potty trained, they start waking up at 4 a.m. And, you know, just when they get into that great school, they start having, you know, social friend problems. One thing that has helped me in this mothering gig is to remain constant in my beliefs and what I ultimately want for my children from me, which is that they feel safe and loved, seen and heard, even if we disagree, that I respect and value them as human beings and that they have a voice. There's something that I do every single day. And again, I'm never looking for hero bells here, but I love this and I know whether it's when they're 30 or 40, they will remember this, that every single day of their life, when they walk down the stairs in the morning, I stop, I walk to the stairs, I hug them, And I say, I'm so happy to see you. I love you so much. And I look them in the eye. No matter what, that's how we start our day. And trust me, like I said, you know, most of the time they don't put their arms back around me. They're so tired and they're crabby and they don't want to go to school. And, you know, then they're complaining about something. But here's the thing. I'm going to look at them every single day and make sure they understand that I am shooting rainbows at them because I am. Because I love them for who they are, period. Whatever happens today, we've seen each other. And when I talk about respecting them as human beings, I mean that even at two years old. Yes, I know you can't negotiate with a screaming toddler, but your energy that that you can give them to allow them to feel crazy town, it says something. Because I promise it will serve them as they grow that you're recognizing who they are. Now, that might sound ridiculous, but I mean it with my whole heart. And I am no parenting guru by far, but I do know that if I tried to be like any other mother, I would fail. I just would. I need to do it how it relates to the core values of my family. And to be clear, I'm not suggesting you do what I do. I'm just saying, get clear on what it is for you. I want my children to feel seen, loved, heard, respected, and allowed to become who they are, period, at all cost. So I don't subscribe to things like, wait till they're X years old for a phone. 
you know, my opinion is do what's best for your family and for your child. And every child is different. So why is there a magic to an age or a grade? I think that's like social conditioning. You know, you should be asking, are they responsible enough to carry that burden? How does that work with your family? And you don't need to explain when your child has a phone or doesn't. Because when your child sees that you are so confident with your own family values and rules, that invisible structure washes over them too. You know, it's hard to answer these questions endlessly. What are you signing your child up for? Do they only eat organic? It is endless. So I need to make sure I get to be the mother I want to be. And again, I never said it was right or the best way, but it's mine to choose. And I often joke that my life's goals are really just not to raise assholes. It's simple, but it's true. I want to raise kind human beings that care for others in this planet and know this life is so much bigger than them and that they have a responsibility here to bring to humanity the best that they got. A tall task indeed, but I can't raise these kind of human beings if I'm not in a constant mode of making sure that I'm not tearing myself down. So it begins with, I'm going to just say some of these permission slips. Will you try some of these on? Stop the never-ending guilt train. We are super good at this. Guilty I'm with my kids too much, so they're, they're not independent. Guilty that I'm absent and I'm, you know, they're going to be missing me too much. Either way, the pendulum swings. Also, how about asking for help? Let's normalize that we aren't meant to do it alone and recognize each other in this sisterhood of motherhood that's hard. We aren't perfect and we are all going to be okay. Our kids too. What about exercising a no? You can say no. It's actually an option for you. You do not have to be everything to everyone. It will lead you to hopefully not being a puddle and possibly not giving your kids to the neighbors. Trust me on that one. This is a biggie, but maybe releasing ourselves from trying to control every outcome. Not only is it exhausting, but it just won't work. And I get why we're doing that. It's our kids. We want to know they're going to be okay. But the reality is we can't control every outcome. We know this. And the other thing I will say is in all of these permission slips, permission to enjoy it. You worked hard for these humans and you deserve to enjoy them. So what permission slip do you need today? My hope is you will take one, take two, and see if trying on motherhood in this way allows you to get on this ride with more confidence and ease some more sprinkled happiness. And P.S., Mama, I see you, and you're doing a fantastic job. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe, and we'll see you next week. 